um, I decided to take the, I, this kung fu class from taught from this guy who was really good, and it was at like some like <laughs> some like you know park district build, you know, not not even official, but just like let's learn you know, teach us kung fu and like everything. And I go to the class and I'm there for like a couple weeks, and then all of a sudden I put, of course, I put on my resume that I know kung fu. So I get called by my agent. <laughs> let, let me tell you, I get called by my agent for this kung fu audition. And I go there and it's like for some kung fu fighter. And I no joke, the two guys before me, one guy's like wearing his whole outfit. And he starts doing these like Van Damme jump spin kicks. This other guy comes in wearing, bringing like two axes and he starts doing these like flip kicks and like twirling the axes. And he starts doing all this like fancy karate shit. And then they're like, okay, Rory Zacker. And I start doing like punch, punch, kick. And they're like, they're like, oh, okay. Do you want to audition for the football player instead? I'm like, yeah, I think I'll do that. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast is not responsible for triggering your PTSD because we are warning you right now that we might. If coarse language or base stupidity from two white guys is not your jam, look elsewhere for your workout podcast. All right, guys, it's finally Cobra Kai Day. Right on time. David and I have been threatening that we were going to have a conversation about Cobra Kai for at least the last month. And so we brought in in, uh, a a true kindred spirit of our uh, Gen X thing, Rory Zacker. How you doing, Rory? I'm good, Taz. How are you today? I'm rocking. I'm rocking out, man. I'm dressed and uh, you know, been to the gym and <laughs> I'm dressed. <laughs> hey, man, I work at home. Uh, I don't have to be dressed. Same. Hey, Same. man, how you doing today? Well, I didn't shit my pants, so I'm doing pretty there you good go. today. That's a, or, or as I get older, because uh, like uh, this is dropping on the first of February, the third of February, I officially turn. 55 years old yeah double nickels congratulations that's right you know it's like you don't look it buddy you don't well thank you sir um it's one of the things i told dana we were talking about this i kind of i don't know if it's an existential crisis but it suddenly occurred to me and unlike 50 or 54 but 55 suddenly went oh shit i have far less life to live than i've lived it's like oh all right i'm Kind of in the last chapter, maybe. I don't know. Or, or as Dana says, maybe the penultimate chapter. If I, As I have said, yeah. I am going to outlive fucking everybody I know. So if that's the case, then maybe I'm just halfway. Wow. I, I met you at 17, so I've known you 25 years right now. I was underage when I met you. <laughs> Sounds there dirty. There you go. <laughs> which yeah, which well, makes I mean, you guys' relationship all the more confusing. Well, at least yeah, I well, met was, you, you know, was, when I was young. So. <laughs> that was when he was all smooth. That was when he was all smooth and sexy and young. Senior in high school. He was smooth and sexy and young. You were old and apparently really fat. I'll be oh, honest. I was. I was huge. You looked older then than you do now. Oh, yeah. I was I was, I was 265 pounds. I cannot. It's uh, I shocking. Was, yeah, uh, you were a big dude. I was a big old boy. Yeah, big dude. I smoked five packs of cigarettes a day. My skin was gray. Yeah, he looked. You looked old. You when I when I first met you again, I was like, dude, you look so old. It's like you were like Benjamin Buttoning yourself, and I was like, God, you look so much older than. I was like, wait, is this this is Don Hall? I don't remember. He was a big fat guy with a beard, and like, I basically I became Don Hall. So you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not fat. I'm just uh, I had a Luminati's pizza last night. I'm a little bloated. So. You just you know you work in the magic. Just bloated, I, yeah. I'm just bloated. I had a cheat night last All night, right. so yeah. Anyways, there you go. You All know, right, so, you know uh, who's ageless? The stars of the hit television program, Cobra Kai. Oh, wow. see there, you, yeah, see, David loves amazing. his segues. He loves his segues, uh, and so that was that was such a ham-fisted, awkward segue, but it worked. I am I am a transition man and respect my trans rights. Yeah, you know, I'm so pleased that that you make a living writing things. Because what the fuck? That was funny. Yeah. Well, in, in some circles, maybe. That was hilarious. Look at us still laughing at that joke. That's true. All right, so we've all watched Cobra Kai's season one, two, and three. Now, here's the first question. I was like, who watched it on YouTube before it came to Netflix? Um, I think first season I might have, but my buddy like had like a... A download of it, but like it was via YouTube Red. 
But I never like logged into YouTube. I never paid for YouTube. So I can't say I did that. So yeah, you I, did. I, I, you bought the YouTube Red I, account. I bought. Well, I had the Red for account. This. Oh, I've, you had. Okay. I've gotten rid, I, I had it already, but okay. uh, I ended up. I ended up watching the. the I mean, like the second it, it the the first season hit, I went fucking a, and I yeah. binged that shit. Mm-hmm. I was surprised how much second, I really liked it too. Season. So. Oh, I fucking went nuts. It was for the it. best show and, on TV you know, of that year. The first season, I loved it. So. Yeah. And and uh, and so you know it's one of the things that I and I just looked it up is that uh, William Zabka, and I, are exactly the same age. Wow! I mean, so like with my like like a three month gap, but we're we're the same age. And so Wait of course, hang on a second. <laughs> he's fifty five. He 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 turned fifty five. In October. That's not the same age as, that's not the exact well, same age as you. I said the exact, well, we're both 55 with like a gap okay. of about three, three months. Because we just talked about your birthday and then it's you said the we are the exact the same. All right. Well, no. I mean, it's not, he wasn't born on February fucking 3rd. He was in October, but it's still, we're still yeah. both 55 years old. What, do you know what day in October it was? I don't. I didn't bother. You're less than you're less than six months apart. There you go. Exactly. I I just wonder if he's the exact same age as Katie, because Katie has a birthday in October. We both graduated high school in 1984, which is when uh, Karate Kid Kid came out. Yep. Oh, look at that! He's almost the same age as Katie. He was born October 20th, uh, 1965. Katie was born October 10th, 1986. So they're almost the same age. That's yeah, cool, cool. You're a dick, Hamill. You're a fucking moron. <laughs> Such a dick. So let's talk about my, the, the big question. The big question is because we've and, and I've been thinking this, a lot about this. It's like right now and probably in the last five years, I'd say there are two things going on that I think are fascinating is number one, you have on sort of the more woke end of the world, almost a wholesale prosecution of the 80s. You've got Weinstein, you've got Epstein, all the Steens. You know, you've got you've got this whole you know, this whole thing of greed and the me too and it's all really focused on sort of the bad behavior from the 80s. Now, on the other Can, hand, but before we go any further, I think we should agree. Let me finish my fu- Let me finish my fucking thought, comedy boy. My second thought and then I'll shut up. My second thought is we have a celebration of the pop culture of the 80s. Now go ahead. Clarify your Steen Epstein comment. and whatever, uh, Fatstein, what's Wein- his name? Weinstein. Weinstein. The Wokes Prosecution. I'm so glad you interrupted my point for this. The Wokes Prosecution. Epstein and Weinstein need to go. They're terrible people. They needed well, yeah. to go. Prosec- I like, didn't... Okay. Did I didn't say it, it was like, a bad... I didn't say it was a bad thing. I'm just saying that right now there is a wholesale prosecution of sort of the bad behavior of the 80s. I'm not saying that that's okay. a wrong thing. I'm just saying okay. that that is a thing. And then the other thing is this almost fetish-like celebration of the pop culture well, the, of the, the 80s. You've got Stranger Things came yeah. out. You've got, you know, you've got Saved by the... Which is not Saved by the... Forget it. Wonder, uh, you've got, Wonder you know, Woman 84? Wonder Woman, yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four. You've got, and and then you, of course, you've got Cobra Kai, which is basically saying, let's take these characters unusually, let's take these characters from nineteen eighty four, and see what they're doing now, and and see how that continues the story. Nostalgia is a cyclical thing. I mean, when we were kids in the eighties and nineties, it was all about the fifties and the Mm sixties, right? Like that was the thing. Happy days, Laverne and Shirley. Because the baby boomers were. Us, they were running shit, and they're like, "I miss being young, and I miss when my back didn't hurt from sleeping." Here we are, mm-hmm. and we want to do the same thing, and we're like, "God, I'd love to be able to do a roundhouse kick still." Oh, I can't. Well, I guess I can watch it on TV. There you go. There's. I mean, the, the that's, difference. Well, that's the supply the and demand of it. Also, Generation ahead, X. Ge- Generation X, I think, is the coolest generation out of anything that's around. And as if that's, we give a shit what you the, think of us. But that's our that's our generation. So of course, like yeah. now that we're like in our early 40s to mid 50s i think all this stuff becomes like um you know we remember like sitting at home after school or watching these movies and doing what they did in karate kid whereas now everybody's like all balls deep in their phones so it it takes us back to that time of when we went outside when we had bonfires if you live near a beach or if you went bike riding or you had all this stuff and also now that you know school is like 
uh, via home, like everything has been 80s. Like they've been doing all these reunion concerts or um, reunion um, script reads like Goonies and Dazed and Confused. And they actually did... Um, uh, the, fast like, Times. Fast they Times. Fast Times. Josh Gad does that reunion with all the casts. And I think it's, you know, for charity. And I think it sells. I mean, it's it's wonderful. And I also think it's just kind of cool to see what everybody's up to. And it's yeah. cool because... The, but. The, the great thing about Cobra Kai is that it's not just nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. Like, that's what Wonder Woman 84 felt like. They were just putting 80s stuff in there because, oh, here's a fanny pack. Look at us making jokes about, that was the 80s. But Cobra Kai, it takes a nostalgia of, like, let's see what our, our characters, our heroes from our childhood, like Don said a minute ago, what are they doing now? It puts them, like, it's, it's character development just by it existing. And also, it's character development. It also tells the story because the whole since 1984, we've been conditioned to believe that Ralph Macchio, Daniel LaRusso is the good guy, Johnny Lawrence, Cobra Kai, bad guy. But and I remember doing this when I first moved to L.A. with my, my friends. We would argue that Johnny can actually be considered the hero just from a different point of view. And I love that mm-hmm. this shows his point of view. And while Ralph Macchio was not a complete goody two shoes hero. There's always another side to the story, and I love that it tells that about Cobra Kai, where Johnny actually feels he was wronged, and like to a certain degree. I mean, he was a dick to, in some levels, but so was Daniel. Like, if if you remember the Karate Kid, like when they had a truce, and then Daniel fucked it up by going to the dance as a shower and pouring water on Johnny when he wasn't bothering him. He was rolling a joint in the bathroom, but because he was smoking marijuana, he was the bad guy. And right. like, and like, it just tells the story, and it just kind of like flips it on its head of like how Daniel's now successful, Johnny is now not the rich kid. And there's just so many levels of Cobra Kai, and that's what really drew me to it. Not just seeing Ralph Macchio, not just seeing uh, William Zabka and all that stuff, and and Martin Kreese, um, but like just showing how perspective can change the story completely. And then you just go, oh, okay, I can actually root for Johnny now. A little bit. Well, it's one of the things. It's one of the things that I always thought was interesting. Is after I watched the first season of Cobra Kai, I went back and watched Karate Kid again because I had naturally, seen it yeah, you have to forever, right? And one of the things that I think is interesting is, uh, and what I love about it is, if you watch Karate Kid, sort of with Cobra Kai, the the you know the show now we're watching, kind of that with it with that in mind, you actually see that the good guy, bad guy dynamic in that movie is not the kids. It's fucking Miyagi yeah. and Kreese because yeah. because there's this moment and it's it, 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 it's the it's the penultimate it's the moment, right? Where he says, sweep the leg. You know? And Johnny, Johnny. Zapka's, his mm-hmm. his face, he doesn't want to sweep the leg. He, he knows he's it's like, wrong. He knows he's it's like, wrong. What the fuck are you talking about? And he yeah. gets this look on his face mm-hmm. like what? And Kreese is like you're going to fucking do it. You, you know, and he's like, okay. But you know that this kid is just going with, you know, his sensei's like demands. It's, and so really the good guy, bad guy is Miyagi and Kreese. Well, it's really soldier. interesting. Well, because they say yeah. there's no bad student, only bad teacher. Mr. Miyagi says that. Mm-hmm. And I also say that there's only one truly bad Cobra Kai, and that's Dutch, because he's the only one who truly enjoys inflicting pain. And in Cobra Kai, they actually have an aside where he's in Lompoc prison doing time for something whereas all the other guys in Cobra Kai were like come on sensei I can beat this guy do it sweep the leg or whatever and then when as soon as he's hurt he's like Daniel I'm sorry are you okay and like you can see but like Dutch actually enjoys it so he's actually the most like crease if you think about yeah. it he's the one pure evil yeah. Cobra Kai kid yeah well yeah. And not even pure evil because if you look at the Cobra Kai you know the show now yeah. uh the character of Hawk which oh. I will say oh in my God, season Hawk. three in season three his sort of almost instant transformation to back to being a good guy. I didn't mm. really buy it. However, um, I love that character because this is the ultimate, like, he's he is ultimately, he is the Daniel LaRusso of the story where he is just beaten on and treated like shit because he's got that fucking cleft palate and yeah. he's this skinny little nerd and then he just kind of, just sort of like becomes this amazing bully with this horrible mohawk which the mohawk sucks but it yeah. works well and the, then, the tattoo is the most like head scratching part about it, it. Like, looks, that yeah, seems, that's a bit intense that's that's a red hot chili pepper tattoo that's anthony this is the guy tattoo. that drank the kool-aid man yeah. but well, i will think about hawk because i think that hawk is the most like daniel is in karate kid part three which i did watch okay finally. you finally watched it 
Where, I mean, it's not the same thing, of course, but, you know, in, in part three, which I, I should have watched it when I was a kid, because watching it at 41 yeah. years old, it's a shit movie. And it it's came terrible. out in 89. What were you doing? I, mean, I, really. I have no idea. I don't know how I missed it. I really don't. I, 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 I couldn't tell you. Um, but Daniel's going this back and forth. Like, he's a good kid who wants to do the right thing, but he, he's making these bad choices. I was watching it with Harry this morning, and Harry's asking, is he a good guy or a bad guy? And I'm trying to explain to him the complexities of human behavior. In oh. that, uh, he's <laughs> he a good right kid with a good heart, he? but he's making bad choices right now. And he's like, is he a good guy or a bad guy? Well, sometimes we're faced with difficult... Is he a good guy or a bad guy, Dad? Quit... Fuck... Come on. It's not that black and white, son. It's, it, I don't know, kid. Take <laughs> well, a nap like and discuss talk- it later. Like, the world's it's a lot like, of gray. It's like, it's like talking to your wife about politics. <laughs> well, it, it's like talking to my wife's friends about... Is it binary? About, is it good or evil? Because it's like, this <laughs> is good, this is evil. It's like, no, it's more complicated than that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But, but I think that that's, that's what's happening with Hawk, is that he's just this, this teenage kid who... And I don't know how, how... I mean, I know how Rory was more than I know how Don was, because we grew up a little bit together. But, like, I certainly saw kids in high school that were one way one day. And then, like the next semester, they were completely because you're just popularity you is intoxicating. Extremes. That's man. what teenage. It's, that's what being a teenager is. It's it. living in those extremes and figuring out how do I manage the calm and the crazy, and find the in between. I know, will. That's, yeah. I will say this about Cobra Kai, though. As I love the adult stories, but and I just think the kids' acting sometimes can be kind of shitty. I overlook it, but I think the kid, the kid acting, like all the all the students, not just. Hawk or um, uh, Johnny's son or I mean sometimes I'm like man you could tell this acting is just I mean it's it's not good but well they're I, kids and I, they're, they're, and they're, they're like 20s they're all their 20s but like but I know but they're all unknown actors so this is probably their first it's great I love it I, I sign on to it gotta give them a, yeah give I give him, I give him a pass but I'm just like oh my god this I love the show I love everything about the show but I'm like the acting and dialogue, but I, that's but I love the cheesiness of it. Like my favorite part of Cobra Kai, and I've said this to to my wife Kelly and everybody is like, I love how intense the Valley of Southern California takes karate when they say, "Yo, your sensei." Oh, it, like, they don't like cross that line. Like, oh, he's your sensei. I understand. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry, the sensei. But they say like it could be a drinking game. Like, do a shot every time they say sensei, and you'll be hammered <laughs> by each episode. But like, it's like, oh, the karate tournament. Oh, I love the karate tournament. I go like, what was the last time you went to a karate tournament in your town? Any town? Any time? I don't know that there ever was one. exactly. Like, but yeah, like karate like is LA. the most important thing. Like it's like high school football in Southern California. It's like varsity it's, blues of karate. I love but like that. But but the reason that football is such a big deal in Texas that way is because there's these tiny towns with fuck all else to do. But it's just karate. like it's, it's like there's nothing else to do in the valley in Los Angeles Valley except wait for but the like, karate tournament. To but happen. like again, spoiler <laughs> alert uh, for season three when like Elizabeth Shue is back and she's like, oh, you have a you're a sensei now, and I'm like, I'm like they just say it so seriously. Like that's a big, yeah. It's like it's like oh, it's like you're a. Well, you're a member of Mensa. Oh, you you're a CEO. Uh, oh, you're a sensei. This, you're a sensei. This, okay. this is the thing. I will. I and, and, and let me let me divert for a second Mensa. because uh, you remember the uh, the Stallone vehicle over the top. Yes. God, yeah. All that matters to me is this arm truck. wrestling. Yeah. Arm wrestling. And if you watch that movie, you go, "Who the fuck takes this shit seriously? Arm wrestling <laughs> tournaments. This is the dumbest thing I ever saw in my life." However, Joe Jane's brother. Is a, a he is a semi professional competitive wow. arm wrestler, and Joe and I I don't even remember where we went. I think it might have been in Hammond. It might have been at the Horseshoe, but uh, this years ago his his brother was actually competing in a tournament, and so and I and Joe was like. He can get us in. You want to go? And I was like, yes, fucking yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I want to go to a goddamn fucking arm wrestling You wouldn't even have to ask That's me. I'd be in the car. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So we went, and those people... That's the thing, and that's what I'm. You know, we go back it's to the, the world, California, yeah. the Karate Kid. Is those people take that shit? I mean, just wa- watching these guys walk around with their fucking crazy biceps and like, and this is their fucking jam. This is this is the thing yeah. they do, and so they're talking, and I'm like, you know, I'm hanging out, and we're watching, and it's not much to watch, to be honest with you. I mean, it's like <laughs> really, it's, I would have it's, thought <laughs> it is nothing like over the top. Yeah. It's really just dudes just standing just. Like, and not move. Wait, like guys don't drink um, gasoline or like eat cigars, like in the movie, or like they, 
They don't do that? None of that. None ah. of that. But it's interesting. It's interesting because I remember we were having lunch. Uh, there was like a break and I was having lunch. And like a lot of the competitors and their families were like sitting around us. And so you're hearing, it was one of the very few moments uh, in my life where I'm just, I was completely silent. I was just like, I have nothing to say because all I'm doing is listen to these fucking conversations. And th- those guys, if there was such a thing as an arm wrestling sensei, that Elizabeth Shue would have looked at one of those arm wrestlers and go, you're an arm wrestling sensei. Mm-hmm. With respect, because those fucking people were jammed into that kind of stuff. You that like what you what like. You dialed yeah. into. I get it. Yeah. That's, I yeah, get it. That's, I mean, that's their great. world. I mean, enjoy it. Like, what you're doing. Enjoy it. Yeah. We, I, watch, I watch poker on TV. Some people don't. It's like people who watch baseball, people who whatever. Totally. I, get, I, just, just, say, I just I, love I how watch, serious it is. So. I could watch like America's Cup, you know, or like not even America's, just like boat races, or I could watch the Indy 500. And See, I don't get NASCAR, but I get if people like it. Cool, I've been to one. Yeah, okay. my sister, my sister loves watching true crime documentaries. There you go. It's like fish fans. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I don't All understand right. fish I, fans, but respect that they've got whatever. The just keep it to just, yourself. Just, just don't tell All me right. how much I should love the band because I won't. Right. I just, <laughs> I just want to read these to you and get your reactions because this right. made me laugh a whole lot. This is in Screen Rant. It's, the, the title of it is Cobra Kai, five Johnny Lawrence quotes in season three that are completely badass <laughs> and five that are hilarious. So uh, this is what I love. This is what I love He's about so Johnny great. Lawrence. All right, here's a badass one. Now you listen up. When you came to me, came to me you were softer than a baby's ass. I made you what you are, not crease. <laughs> hilarious. Was really hoping he would go, and now look at you. Your heart is a yeah. baby's cock. Yeah. I love this one. That's what I would have wrote. Car, your car's ringing. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I love that quote. All right. And then, you know, this is not so much badass as it's just him. It's like, go anywhere, Nick Miguel and his family, and I'll kill you. Talking to Crease. Um, I do love this. And this is my favorite, maybe my favorite montage. It's one of the things I loved about Cobra Kai is that they keep sort of the... It's the, we're going to take this really seriously, but we're also going to really have some fun with montage. The montage. It's the 80s montage, to, man. Where he's trying to get Miguel to fucking uh, oh, to like, walk get out of stand, the fucking yeah. wheelchair and walk. And he hangs it, and he's, and he's, and he's got a fucking Playboy from 1988. Oh, yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. And, it, and the quote is, those are the tastiest babes in 1988. And now they're grandmas. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Tasty, but gross. But he also tells the kid whose fucking legs don't work, (laughs) quiet, never, can't. Those are just words. They're meaningless. It's time to get out of bed and do something. And then he, and then we have the moment where the kid is like, "I'm gonna do it." They've got the music, and it's like, "Here's the try," and he just fucking falls on his ass. And then Johnny's like, "Oh, ooh, sorry." (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love. Tell your brain. Tell your brain to tell your legs to get their asses moving. <laughs> <laughs> and there's something, but there's something to that kind of innocence, uh, <laughs> wisdom. I was gonna say, like you know, dare I say, toxic masculinity? Because I think that's what it could like be like into in today's. He's world. stuck like, in the eighties, man. He's he's stuck in. He didn't live but after eighty-eight. Something. Yeah. No, no. But there is something to that. Like, get up and fucking do it. At some point, stop your whining and like. Maybe not for the kid with the with paralysis, <laughs> but it does end up working to some degree. The thing is, and that's it's what's been very interesting in watching that show is that as much as when I was in 1984, I was like Daniel son, you know, I'm totally, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 you know, I not that I was ever Daniel Larusso, but I was never a bully like the Cobra Kai guys. But as a 55 year old man in watching this, I identify so strongly with Johnny that. Like watching him, like his attitudes about women, his, I get it. I, it's like, okay, I, I'm doing my best as a 55 year old man to evolve. Yeah. But man, the music is better in the fucking 80s. Rock and roll, you know, big fake tits, hair that went, you know, like three feet above your head, glam rock. I'm, I'm down. I'm down with all that stuff. So it's like, so yeah, the whole attitude of just get up to, Tell your brain to tell your legs it wasn't to get as soft. their asses. I get that. It, I'm there with it, that. It wasn't as cancel-y. It wasn't as soft. It wasn't as... 
I mean, that's why I don't believe in movies and music from that era should be like cancel cultured. But obviously, you can't do some of that stuff that then that you do now. You, but it was you know, I mean, I love that well, time. Like Himmel, I remember because we we went to camp together, me and Himmel, and every counselor had that feathered Cobra Kai haircut, like that look, and it just takes me back to like I remember when those guys like looked like they were eight, like they not eighty, but like, like they were thirty, and I was like. They were only like probably five years older than me or four years older than me. And I was like, such a different time, you know? Well, but I mean, you realize that we're just, this is just waxing nostalgic for our childhood. Yeah. In, in 30 okay. years, Harry will be doing the same thing. and be like, you know what? Even during the pandemic, God, the music was better. The TV was better. The <laughs> hair was better. They'll he, still he be will. listening yeah, to He will, music, but because so. our parents did it, their parents, I remember having a well, conversation with my grandmother with Nani. She was like, the 20s were Harry the best be decade wrong. ever. No, it's it's all They're subjective. Wrong. We're right. No, it's, we're right. No, 80s, but this is but this the is way. the whole point of Cobra Kai. Is like Johnny yeah. is saying the eighties were the best, tastiest babes, best rock and roll, coolest muscle cars, badass whatever you know. He and he takes the wrong. kid to a D Snyder concert yeah. and that's when he gets his fucking legs back. Well, if D, if D, D Snyder can't get your legs rocking, then who can? I mean if 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 I want to rock doesn't get you moving, what does? I mean, that's what I'm on. saying. I love well, yeah. that shit. But that's yeah. but that's the balance. Is Johnny is this was the greatest time ever, but it wasn't because it was that time that really fucked him over and broke him and led him to be well, a broken man. The eighties were great. That now, like but that's the, 80s the were balance. Fun. That's what makes it so interesting. Yeah, is yeah. that it's it's not he's not just jerking off the eighties nostalgia. It's it's looking at it and really considering if it's a dick worth jerking off or just put it back in the pants. I will say the yeah. lack of technology does make the 80s and 90s a lot more fun, um, the 70s, 80s, and 90s. But, like, because now everybody's balls deep in their phones and, you know, they got a tweet and the filters and everything. And it just was, like, so much an easier time. But, yeah, there were the problems. There were so many problems in the 80s. Like, just... It's just a, it's a different time. That's all. Yeah. Just different. Well, here's a question. Here's a question. Do you think the... Not to get pop culture or, or current events or e whatever, um, but what? would you say that the current Robin Hood... Uh, GameStop blockbuster video thing is also <laughs> sort of a nostalgia to the 80s because basically these are companies that were when we were kids yeah. fucking blockbuster blockbuster is what I fucking did on a weekend man yeah. it's like oh, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna find my tapes and wait get what does my blockbuster movies. have to do with this Robin Hood stock well, blockbuster, market thing blockbuster AMC uh, GameStop I mean these were some these were the stocks that were kind of and they kind of blockbuster really focused. still has stocks yeah. yeah. Oh, they wow. do, but yeah, it's yeah, it's. I think because they, they have an online thing or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that okay. thing is black. Yeah, I, you know, okay. but you know, I mean, GameStop. But I remember when GameStop was a cool place, mm-hmm. and now it's just the saddest goddamn place ever. And yeah. it's like, all right, so is this sort of a a nostalgia? Are these are are these our Cobra Kai watchers Probably. on uh, Robin Hood? I no, I, I no, just think are, it's great. These are just so. money dorks that saw an opportunity to to use the system against itself. Which that's, is great. All right, that's fair. That's, that's all fair. it is. And yeah. I, I support. I that. still like the fact that it was. I, I still like too. the fact that it was that it was GameStop. And one of my I believes on that is like, well, maybe I can't. I can't. I can't remember what I wrote, but it was like, ah, I think I'm gonna start taking stock out in, uh, you know, big time. What, what, what was what was Chuck E. Cheese? What was Chuck E. Cheese before it was big time? Showbiz show, pizza. Show, show Showbiz yeah, pizza. showbiz pizza. I'm gonna take out stock and showbiz pizza and Radio Shack. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Mechanical See, Rat and Child pizza. Casino. Showbiz huh. Pizza, Celebration Station, and Chuck E. Cheese. Those are the three, like the three big players when I was a kid. Yeah. And there was um, where I, I would go. It. It, there was a, it was showbiz first, and then it turned into Chuck E. Cheese. But it was right yeah. next to Toys R Us. So like, Toys R Us is an example. That's a big day. Oh, it's a big day. That was the best day. You ever. get a toy and, like, and you our get favorite pizza. restaurant. It was right across from the mall. So like, if we were going there, ah, uh, yeah, that's a good day. That shit. Anyway, um, yeah, but I, I think, but I think Cobra Kai is less about the, the nostalgia of like they use the nostalgia of the '80s for character development and humor in in the way that Wonder Woman '84 <laughs> tried to do but couldn't because it's fucking stupid. Um, and it was just a terrible film. But the the watching part three, watching Karate Kid part three, it, God, film. it was hard to get through. It's a great it film. Was, but, yeah. but, 
but it was That's wonderful. A it's a rough movie, uh, but you can't find. I mean, and I'm glad you watched it. Yeah. Mainly because of what's going to happen fucking, in four in season fucking four. Fucking Mike Barnes. I, I I mean, I'm I know Terry Silver's coming back because that's who he calls at the end. Of course. I mean, he calls. I mean, so I know Terry. So I really hope Mike Barnes comes back too. He says he wants to because he's because they have they have the opportunity and it, and it's one of the things where they really have an opportunity. What I loved about season three. Because I loved season one and two because it was YouTube. They didn't have a. They didn't have any fucking budget. They were, you know, they they were lucky to get who they got, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then Netflix takes it over, and they went, oh well, we've got more money than God, so we're gonna pay Elizabeth Shue. We're gonna get. We're gonna get all. We're gonna try to get as many fucking characters. Well, if they go to four, I want to see Mike Barnes. Mm-hmm. Going through the same sort of fucking shit that Johnny's going through, but coming out on the wrong end of it. Maybe. So it's sort of like, because that's what is so enchanting about, uh, I, I just used the word enchanting. Enchanting about Johnny's sort of journey is that he's trying so hard to be the best version of himself. He's doing everything he can, even though. He doesn't get the technology. He doesn't understand how to. What do you say? Like you have to plug your computer in. That was a funny Johnny moment. Exactly. I mean, that was one of the fucking funny. It's like he sends a Facebook message to Colorado. How long does it take to get there? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But I would love to see Mike Barnes come in as sort of the, the the Karate Kid Part Three version of Johnny, but have him be exactly the opposite that he is not trying to be better he is so dug down and then you get this real opposite of these two dudes they're basically the same age basically both bullies one really trying to adapt and become a better person and the other just saying fuck it i'm ted cruz and so that would be interesting to me (laughs) i would say forget forget barnes and and here's why no 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 you you gotta keep him but well, go, gotta go keep what I what I don't want to happen is I don't want them to rehash the same story because that's what part three was just a different version of part one. Yeah, you know, so I don't want season four to be a different version of season one and two. I well, like, like I said, I, wanna, I don't think so. I, I, I see them. I don't. I don't think Barnes is good. I think he might pop in, but I think it's going to be. But here's the thing: the, the actor who played Terry Quicksilver, Terry Silver. Thomas Ian Griffith, he's retired from acting, so I don't know if they're going to get the same. I mean, maybe they could get him to coax him out of it, but I just can't. They're going to coax him out of it because they're, it's Netflix money. They're going to give him more fucking money but than God. He's a producer. He produced that, that show. Um, he produced um, uh, one of those CBS shows, and he, uh, yeah. I can't remember what it was, but I watched it, and uh, the guy Grimm, he produced Grimm. And that was on for like yeah. five, six years. So like he's doing stuff. Yeah. So if they, well, so that's the thing is if Netflix goes to him and says, all right, yeah, if you, if you reprise this role as Terry Silver, we're going to give you a five year producing for Netflix. He's going to yeah, fucking show up. And I, and, and Netflix is smart about this because they know exactly why this fucking thing is selling. And I'm sure that Netflix, somebody at Netflix that's like in charge of Cobra Kai can feel my excitement at the end of that when he calls Terry Silver and they go, oh, Don Hall's fucking shooting a oh, load right in his as pants. As soon He's as so it happened, I was like, it. I know. Yeah. Because they, they trick you the whole episode, the whole season on who is Terry Silver. And that's, but you, those who know the backstory go, oh, this other guy has a ponytail. This, you know, ah, ah. And I was like, because my wife hadn't seen Karate Kid 3 or hadn't remembered it and I had to like explain the whole thing I was like oh I know what's going on here and like I oh, love yeah. that the priest was on the show who had a in, in, in season 3 oh and huh. the, the Vietnam guy yeah the flashback his when buddy they do, when they were doing the crease flashback the POW uh, the, yeah his buddy who was like the gung-ho soldier had a ponytail Right, which echoes right, Terry right, Silver right, because you right. think that guy's Terry Silver but it's the uh, spoiler alert it's the other guy who's the weak guy yeah and they don't say his name. That's why. Yeah, it, I I love that. It's like it's like in season I two. I loved it. Yeah, it's like in season two when the guy, the Cobra Kai, got all back together and the one guy dies and he gets zipped up in a body bag. And I was like, oh my god, this is the best writing of TV of the year. The guy who says put him in a body bag gets put in a body bag, and then sadly he died five months later because he was ill of cancer. I was just gonna say, which, yeah. which sucked. It's, it, it was so sad, but like it's so interesting to see like. How it all came full circle. And I was like, my trivia nerd 84, 86 brain just went, holy shit, this is the best show on TV. Yeah, I I really like that season three took, because I think it was, I loved it, of of course. But I I thought it was the weakest of 
the season so far. Because, um, like, where do you go after there's a brawl, a karate brawl in a school where a kid gets kicked over yeah. a railing and paralyzed? But what I really loved about season three is the the John Kreese story. We really unpacked him yeah. and saw how he got broken and how he was, um, you know, became just the victim. How he became, and, yeah, how just, he went from yeah. this guy who was just like, I mean, he was a gung-ho soldier. And, you know, and how he went from that guy to this brutal, broken, you know. Well, he didn't want to get. He was the same as as Daniel. He didn't want to get picked yeah. on anymore. He was yeah. the pushover, and yeah. and that it just, you know. Well, I can. I'm. I'm no longer the pushover. I'm going to go even further. I'm going to go even further. Nobody will ever fuck with me again. Yeah. Which which just reminded me of the dumbest, the dumbest thing in Karate Kid Part Three, <laughs> where <laughs> Crease and uh, and Silver. Are talking. He's like, just promise me one thing, make <laughs> make their knuckles bleed. Because <laughs> in that over the top laughter, <laughs> yeah, was, I'm going to use that. That was eighty nine. Over the top came out in eighty seven. This was like the height of the macho martial art action hero, Schwarzenegger, like, Van Damme, all that stuff. It's but phenomenal. Jesus, the knuckles bleeding thing. Like, dude, you punched two car windows because you weren't faster than Miyagi. That's the one thing you want is your that's like the thing that's haunting you is your knuckles bleeding cuz he wants them, your, he wants them to feel the pain that he felt when he smashed it through the window. I've exactly. Had, I've got a scar right here. I've punched a hole I've punched a hole through just a single hole through a window. I've I've punched a window and I've shattered glass and I've I've made my knuckles bleed and I've had to get stitches and so you know it's it's not that big of a fucking deal. Yeah. Well, in 1989, it's really like, it was that's a not huge like deal. the revenge plot. Like crease crease was I, not about the knuckles bleeding. The knuckles bleeding were a representation of his manhood being, like, completely destroyed in front of his students by who, and this is one of the things about all three of those movies, the fact that they consistently refer to uh, Miyagi as a slope over and over and over. It's like, wow, I've forgotten that. Yeah. But Vietnam, yeah, I mean, you know, so they, they, that's you know yeah, that's that's exactly yeah. that's except exactly that he was Japanese from. and not Vietnamese. But what do they but care? They, they, they don't, don't know. Sorry, you know, like, they don't care. Here's yeah. my question because I'm sure David hasn't watched it since he just watched Karate Kid three. I'm sure he hasn't watched it. I don't know, Rory, if you have. But my question is, when are they bringing in Hillary Swank? Okay, I was just about to say. I hope they don't. I hope they ignore four from the from the whole anthology. Yeah, yeah. I've. I oh, saw I want, it once. I want Hillary Swank to come I've in there and do it, some ass I've kicking. seen it once, and I honestly was like, okay. But like, I just was like, not a next Karate Kid guy. I hope they don't bring in Jaden Smith in any form. Yeah, um, no, but they like, won't. I think they, I think the true fans, because these guys seem like true fans, are going to cut it at three, because then it's going to yeah, be like, I okay. So. I mean, like, because Daniel and Hillary have no relationship, but like, I don't really care to see what Hillary Swank's character is up to now. Whereas I want to see what Daniel Larusso, Johnny Lawrence. I want Dutch to come back out of prison. That could be a whole angle. That would be really good. And that's, yeah. Ch- and that's so Chad I would McQueen. love Hillary Swank's character to come in. I don't want to see her be a major part, but I would love to see a cameo because ultimately her connection to Daniel is her connection to Miyagi. I'd like to see that Robin Lively. Happen. So that would have happened at his death. Get Robin like Lively if, back from three. Get her back. She, you know, that her. I would love to see. Yeah, I, was just, I was just reading about that because I was doing some math and I was like, she's a lot younger than... Uh, uh, who plays Larus? Uh, Macho. Macho. Yeah, yeah. So he's, like, in his early, he's like sixty, fifty-nine, sixty years old. Yeah, yeah. He was born in sixty-one. She was born in seventy-two. Yeah. So he was like twenty-seven when the when part three was filmed. She was sixteen. Dude, whatever he, Macho, what, whatever like, blood he's, he's like drinking, Robbie I want. Well, but so. they they had to rewrite the script, they, which is the yeah. dumbest thing to me. They they cast her, and they're like, well, we can't have them be romantically involved because icky. So they're just going to be really good friends. So I'd yeah. love to see them bring her back and. Maybe he's like the one that got away that I didn't know that I could have caught. Oh shit! But or maybe they're but just we've good seen friends. That. We've we've seen that with yeah. um, I'm, when what's her face came back in Allie. his uh, Okinawa yeah. girlfriend, and then when Ali oh, came yeah. back. Oh, that was great! And I he love loves his wife. And his wife is great. I don't. I want, love yeah. the Okinawa scenes, and like I love Chosan, yeah. and she looks phenomenal. And like I'm, I'm such a fan of all of it. I just really, I'm the one thing I am glad about Cobra Kai is they gave Daniel Larusso's younger his son less screen time in season three because that kid is annoying as fuck yeah yeah he's he's annoying yeah. he was such a waste of a character i was like this no bye 
And they also got yeah. rid of the um the big the big uh, I don't know if she's Samoan the big girl oh, the girl they, and she said she's like they just had nothing for me in the third season so they just wrote me out which I was kind yeah. of like because she kind of resolved after season two where like they kind yeah. of like she kind of was like that's, I don't want to do this anymore so she really had yeah, nowhere that, to go that was where I was like I was cur- curious about what they were going to do with season three because season two I mean obviously you had to figure out like what's going to happen with um. What's his face? The kid that got paralyzed. Like, there's more to yeah. unpack, and it's, Enrique they need to resolve some yeah. stuff. Hector, but it needs to take a turn because yeah. you can't keep building. Thank you. You can't keep building to something like bigger than uh, again a a karate brawl at high school where somebody is kicked over. Like that's just there's no no teachers get involved. I love that. Like, they're all yeah, just like, no, yeah. they know karate. No, I'm, no, no. God, I would have loved, you know, well, in my I, high school, kids just like threw stink bombs and like all of E building would be shut down because it smelled like shit. That's like well, the most Well, the kids in my thing. high school that said they knew karate learned karate the same way I did, which was watching. Watching Karate Kid. kid watch, no, watching fucking uh, Kung Fu. Oh. I thought I knew karate because I watched David Carradine as Kung Fu, mm-hmm. which is its whole host of uh, 2020 problematic <laughs> issues. You know, a whole host Let of me. But that's how I... Th- and I thought I knew karate because I could kick like that. But the fact was, no, I didn't know a fucking thing about karate. Let me tell you a funny story real quick. When I first moved to L.A. in 2000, I, you know, as a struggling actor, um, I decided to take... The, I, this kung fu class from taught from this guy who was really good and it was at like some like <laughs> some like you know park district build you know not not even official but just like let's learn you know, teach us kung fu and like everything and i go to the class and i'm there for like a couple weeks and then all of a sudden i put of course i put on my resume that i know kung fu so i get called by my agent <laughs> let, let me tell you i get called by my agent for this kung fu audition and i go there and it's like for some kung fu fighter <laughs> And I no joke, the two guys before me, one guy's like wearing his whole outfit. And he starts doing these like Van Damme jump spin kicks. This other guy comes in wearing, bringing like two axes and he starts doing these like flip kicks and like twirling the axes and he starts doing all this like fancy karate shit. And then they're like, okay, Rory Zacker. And I start doing like punch, punch, kick. And they're like, they're like, oh, okay. Do you want to audition for the football player instead? I'm like, yeah, I think I'll do that. And that's, I took Kung Fu off my resume. I was like, I don't want to do this again. You know- so. You know what that reminds me of? It's so funny. What that reminds me of yeah. is you remember the uh, you remember the uh, like the stomp Boston Market commercials where they're like drumming sure. with all the colanders and all that shit. Okay, so this is Chicago. This is when I was still uh, doing extra work and trying to commercial acting and that kind of stuff. And I get called by I was with Lily's casting agency, and they say, "Yeah, we've got a Boston Market commercial you're up for, so go." You know, and so I show up, and I'm sitting in a room. And they're, none of these guys or women have, they don't have headshots. That What they have is they have drum kit bags. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And so I listened to the first audition. And really the audition was they had a, a fucking table, like a, like a six-foot banquet table, covered with pans and colanders and spoons and ladles and all that shit and they basically were saying we're going to put on rhythm nation and we just want you to riff like your drumming skills on all this bullshit and so i'm like i hear the first audition and this guy's like you know i mean like i'm fucked so i get i go out and i call lily's guy i say what the fuck is this i'm not a drummer well you're a musician I'm a trumpet player. What the fuck? She goes, well, well, it's the same thing, is what she said. It's the same thing. Just go on there. So are you serious? And she said, yeah. And I went, fuck. So I go in, and I know. You see, you just went and did your punches. Oh, yeah. They bad. came in. I do, my, I do my slate. They say, so how long have you been a percussionist? I said, 30 seconds. <laughs> and they get this look on their face. And then I just, I decided, you know what? I'm so pissed off about this whole thing. And it's not fair to the people that were actually doing the casting, but I was so pissed off about it that I just committed to, I'm every pan, every, you know, I'm taking pans and putting them, putting them on my fucking head and going bang, bang, bang. I'm throwing shit at the end of like the music stops. I'm still going and tossing shit and knocking on things. And then finally my, my, you know, here's my wrap up is I just upended the table and knocked everything all over the ground and said, thank you. Did you get the what part? What I found out late. They did not, but what I found out later was a friend of mine was an intern at uh, this particular uh, casting agency. It wasn't Lily's, but the, you know, like this this studio where they do the casting. 
And apparently she said, oh, my God, you're not going to believe this. And I went, and this is a couple years later, actually. She said, you're not going to believe this. But as a part of our initiation, our orientation to be an intern here, they show a, a compilation video of the most awful, outrageous, <laughs> ridiculous situations that has ever happened in the casting. She said, and you're like the fucking hero. They keep coming back to you. In this video compilation, like you come back and you beat, and, he, and the fun, and she says, and the funniest part is when you rip your tie off, which I don't even remember doing. <laughs> so yeah, that's what that reminds me of. Yeah. Oh, good times, man. Oh, that's, oh, that's funny shit. <laughs> karate. Oh god, crazy. Yeah. Karate, drumming, all that. Good I stuff. took karate after Karate Kid, and I remember I didn't really like it, but I was like, okay. But like you know, I remember we were all doing the crane kicks. You know, every I was going to do... Everybody thought they could do the crane kick, and that thing doesn't even it's exist. It's beatable. It's beatable because Mike Barnes beats it in the totally. third one. I mean, he destroys it in five seconds, you know? Yeah, I, um, well, and it doesn't work on Chosen either in part two. Yeah. yeah no. Like, he, he brings it out pretty quickly there. Uh, I took karate. Did you guys ever, act, anybody ever actually take karate? No. I did. I yeah. took karate at the Northbrook Park District. Yeah. How long? Like, how far did you advance? Did I, you get, I don't even remember getting a belt. belt I was, I okay. was, a, I was a fat kid, as you know, so I didn't probably like it. I like, I like Nintendo, you know. Yeah. So. You played kung fu or shinobi on Nintendo instead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a black belt in shinobi. Yeah. I, I rock I, my, contra. Get my, over here, my, fatality. <laughs> yeah. My That's parents, my kung fu expertise. My parents signed me up for karate in third grade, and I remember... Because you were hyper. Third grade karate? Yeah, like, started out as a kid, yeah. Oh, that's just the saddest shit I, I was ever in, heard in my life. Why is that sad? I was learning self-defense, and what, think of how far I would come if I had, if I would, if I had stuck with it. I was in Wadoki. I was learning the Wadoki, and I can remember getting yelled at by my sensei. And I've, I think it's the most embarrassed that I've ever been. I'm like, or at least it was like the first time that I was ever embarrassed in front of people. Like, not just embarrassed myself. Wait, somebody, wait, hold on, hold on. You were, you were yelled at by your sensei? Your sensei? Your sensei? My you sensei. Were oh, you can't yell at your sensei. You can't be yelled at by a sensei. He yelled the at most me. important relationship in the world. I know. He had, he that's had why Martin Crease. Martin Crease was his <laughs> sensei. Well, right, sorry, I kind of had it, I kind of had it coming because some, like, the sensei asked a question and some kid, such a fucking dick. You were Some such an kid asshole answered, as a kid. Answered wrong, and I laughed at him like this, <laughs> like just like a big, a himo laugh, like a big you fucking idiot laugh. You still do that. And before I could even finish it, the sensei goes, "No, we don't laugh at fellow students." And I shrunk down so little and felt so fucking bad. And I was so scared to go back every week after that because, like, I like all the kids like they. I was the asshole. I was the clown, idiot, little skinny kid asshole. And you were a camp and, as well, I will say. So. And I ended up, I ended up not, um, not finishing. I, I, I got my white belt, yellow tip, but I got yanked out of karate, not because I was an asshole, but because of fucking Hebrew school. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. So my first thing this week is a listen. It's a podcast. I've talked about this podcast before. It's called Hit Parade. Um, it's a two-parter. Uh, it's, the title of this, of this two parts is These Are the Good Times. So it's a two-parter about Nile Rodgers and his band Chick and how, like, how they came into their music and how it influenced almost everything we hear today. Um, really deep nerd, deep, deep nerd music stuff. Um, but really cool. Um, All right. Yeah. Very good. My first thing is a watch. Uh, it's one of the things that's been very funny in the pandemic. Uh, movies that you have never seen or, you know, when you maybe would have seen or didn't do very well are now coming to the fore of Netflix Top Ten. I love Jason Statham. Talk about your karate. You know, your badass uh, British dude. Um, it's nice right guy. now, uh, Trent, yeah, right now trending on Netflix is Jason Statham's 2013 box office failure, Homefront. Now, here's the I thing. I remember that. And nobody's heard of it, but I'll tell you. The <laughs> I thing about it is, seen it. Have you seen it? You know what? I have seen it, but here's why. Uh, one, of my, go. one of my friends from L.A., her daughter is Jason Statham's daughter in the movie, 
Isabella okay. Vitovic, and she's been in uh, a lot of things. She was in that Julia Roberts yeah, she's movie. She's great. She and so yeah. I've known her since she was a little she's kid. Great. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to support my friend's daughter. She's blowing up Hollywood right now. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And what what is amazing was like I just I heard about it. And I went, well, I like Jason Statham, and I'm sitting here. Uh, I'm I think I'm going to put this on. The cast, fucking James Franco, Winona Ryder, Kate Bosworth, yeah. Clancy Brown, Frank Grillo, and guess who wrote the screenplay? Sylvester Stallone. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, I was say Shane Black. I mean, I, I fucking loved it. So I highly recommend if you have not seen Homefront, watch okay. Homefront. It, it's a, okay. it, it's way, good. it's actually quite good and such an amazing cast. Okay. Okay. Uh, now it's my turn, right? Okay. Um, yes, it is. All right, something really cool. Uh, okay, I'm a. I, I love. Um, I love death and serial killers. I really enjoyed on Netflix, uh, Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, and the policemen are talking about it. Um, I people are like, don't watch it at night. I'm like, I'm gonna watch it at night. I don't really care. But like, I, I mean, what's gonna happen <laughs> I, to me? So you know karate. Know. You know karate. I know kung, I know kung fu. fu. I could punch and kick this yeah. guy. But like, I just thought it was really interesting how like. <laughs> They used like a very. If, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but like at the time, yeah, at the really time, good. like ASIC shoes were like very new, and like they used this print again. And I'm just like sitting there, like, oh man, this is so phenomenal. And like how they told it from the cops' perspective, and like how like their career, you know, how like ruined like some of their family life, and they be like this and that. And I just love hearing about serial killers, so like I really enjoy it. It was only four episodes, which kind of bummed me out. I really wish there was like a couple more, but like. In that they talked about Richard, like talked to him more, but he's dead, obviously. But like old footage, but I really enjoyed it. It's a great four hours. You know, if you like serial killers and true crime, Night Stalker. So outstanding. I'm going to stick with the theme of nostalgia on this. So I, I talked about Chick and their disco sound. Um, my next thing is is another watch. It's on Netflix. It is called Crack, Cocaine Corruption Conspiracy. Uh, it's like an hour and a half and change. Um, if, if you're not familiar with the crack epidemic in the United States of the 1980s and 90s, this will explain mm-hmm. it. And it shows how, how it fucked up everything in, in America for so many of us. And it blatantly illustrates the, uh, the difference between how the opioid, opioid, treat, opioid addiction is handled differently than the crack addiction. Now, granted, I think we learned something from the crack addiction that drug use like that is not a crime but a problem like a health problem but it's also like the issue of opioids are mostly white people of course crack was mostly white people anyway watch it it's it's fascinating okay and and if you didn't hate if you didn't fucking hate nancy reagan's stupid fucking face enough oh god it makes you hate it even more god i just fucking hate that woman all right i'm glad Um, she's dead i'm gonna my second thing is a read um, just based on our, our conversation. And I thought this was actually a pretty good breakdown of exactly what we talked about today. It's in vulture.com. It, uh, the title of it is Cobra Kai Season 3 Sins Mixed Nostalgia Messages. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a nice breakdown of what works and what doesn't work in Season 3 um, in, in an interesting way. It's, it's, it's actually... For Vulture, it's pretty well written, so uh, I, I recommend reading them. Cool. Okay. All right. Um, my number two recommendation is a band um, that were from the mid-70s. They're called Stars, S-T-A-R-Z. And this is one of the – and I found them – and I've known about them through reading about, like, the bands. Because I love, like, 80s rock and, like, all that, like Van Halen, Motley Crue, Poison, whatever. But, like, these this band Stars is one of those bands from the 70s that never really made it, but their sound influenced all these bands that did. And I downloaded three of their albums on iTunes. S-T-A-R-Z is the band. And like, it's like such like a 70s, and you could see the inf- like the Motley Crue influence. Like all these bands stole from this band. And it's, I just love hearing about bands that never made it, but like influenced 50 year, all these bands that did end up making it. And their yeah. songs are really, they had one great song. And it was, I heard, first heard it on um, Sirius uh, Hair Nation. It's called Cherry Baby by Stars. So I would say start with that song and then just download their album. And honestly, it was just three great albums from the mid-70s. And you can just see how all these bands just like took this. And they're from Jersey, I think. And they just, unfortunately, they never made it. But, you know, they they really influenced a lot of bands that did. You can, you can once you hear Motley Crue, you'll be like, oh, my God, I can hear it now. Cool band. Check them out. Nice. 
All right. My third thing to do this week is another watch on Netflix. Um, <laughs> I sat on my couch a lot this week, apparently. Um, what else is there to do? Uh, well, yeah. I could go for a run. Nah. Why would I go for a run when I can watch Richard Pryor live in concert? Um, it's been so long since I've seen that. And uh, I don't know. It pops like, fuck yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch. The- God, it's, it's not as good as it was when I first saw it. Because like now everybody does it. Like, but you have to remember, as you, if you've not seen it before, this was not being done yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's, uh, it's just, yeah. He's so, he's so funny. And it just made me wish that he was still around now. Like, if he hadn't gotten sick with MS, you know, whatever, yeah. in the late 90s, whatever it was. Like, what? And now I just, I want to watch Brewster's Millions, and I want <laughs> just want to go back and, like, watch all of it. Silver Streak. Yeah. Stir Crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, yeah, Richard you know, Pryor live in concert. Gotta, yeah, you should go watch The Toy as well. The Toy, the toy is awesome. Is so good. The Toy yes. is awesome, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Toy yeah. is probably... Harlem Nights yeah. is awesome. Harlem Nights, I love Harlem yeah. Nights. Yeah, Harlem Nights. All right, so my third thing is in keeping of... I was thinking about this. Like, all right, so they took, they took Karate Kid and they made Cobra Kai. What's a 1984 vehicle that I would love to see a Netflix series, but not like a reboot, but like take the existing characters, the actors that played those characters, and see what it's like 40 years later. Big Trouble Little China. I want, I want you to watch The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, I know that, yeah. Dimension. I know Buckaroo. I want you to watch yeah. that, and I want Netflix to do a revamp of that fucking show, because those characters and those things, that would go on for seasons and seasons and seasons. It's across the eighth dimension. Come on. I would like that with what Goonies. I would like that with the Goonies because they did a Goonies oh. read-through recently for charity with the, the cast and they had a, you know people who were, have died and were replaced. But hearing Robert Davi and all these guys do the voices again on Goonies was and Josh Brolin. like it, 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 Even Corey yeah. Feldman was... He was killing it. And like I would like to see a Goonies sequel with the, kid, with the people now. But yeah. it's, it's never yeah, going to get done. It's never going to get done. Yeah. But I would like to see what the Goonies were up to. That's did I ever big, tell yeah. you guys, either of you guys, my my Corey Feldman story? No, it's, I have a few of them too. <laughs> I'll, I'll warn you, it's not the greatest story, but it, it's just kind of weird. So this is like two thousand two, two thousand three. Um, I was at the I was living in Las Vegas, and I was at the Mandalay Bay uh, pool, and you know they I don't know if Rory if you remember, but like there was like a beach mm-hmm. there, so yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, sand yeah. and everything. And I was in line at the bar. And behind me, I just, like, kind of turn around, and, like, behind me, there's this guy who's wearing these gray knee socks, soaking wet, covered in sand. Total shake and baked his own socks. And, like, long jean shorts, and he's just dripping wet. Like, he'd been swimming in his clothes at the Mandalay Bay beach pool. And I'm looking at him thinking, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? And this guy looks a lot like Corey Feldman. Like, strangely like Corey Feldman. So I keep checking back, and, yeah, I just... it's fucking Corey Feldman because somebody had come up and was like, are you Corey Feldman? He's like, yeah, 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 and signed a quick autograph. Yeah. And it just like, it was just like the weirdest thing. Like, where the, f- why? Why are you wearing soaking wet socks? Yeah, what that's, the f- but with Corey Feldman, I never asked why. Like when I used to direct adult films, <laughs> one of the couples that we would shoot for uh, um, CouplesSeducedTeens.com they actually would swing with Corey Feldman and his wife. So they were like, oh yeah, we know Corey Feldman very well. Like we go to his house and we just swing and everything. And I was like, tell him I said hi. You know, and yeah, and, and cool. then Kelly Kelly saw him went to a concert in Chicago. Uh, I think went backstage to because she knew people and like her and my friend Danny like met Corey Feldman because his band was performing and Corey Feldman hugged my friend Danny and just goes hugs not drugs and I was like that's awesome that's <laughs> that that's awesome. that's the encounter I want with Corey Feldman just a hug and him <laughs> saying hugs not drugs your kid's got some lungs by the way bro he you can hear that yeah yeah it's impressive um, and my third one because I think I'm the last one is. Um, since I got my kitchen back, since our, our remodeling is pretty much d- is done, um, I've been cooking a lot and I've been re- reassessing like how much meat I eat each night. Like, you know, not, I don't eat a lot of meat. Like, I don't eat a lot of meat. But like, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. But like, I was like, what a and, great reassessment. No, no. And this year I was like, man, I'm eating a lot of like, not red meat, but just like every night, chicken, turkey, you know, you know, steak. I don't eat it that much, but I'm like, maybe Darryl, I Daryl, Brad, Brian, Steven. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should do like a vegetarian, like, you know, try to eat vegetarian one or two days a week. So I've been really getting into making, like I've been cooking a lot because I cook uh, for us and eggplant Parmesan, man. I've been making, egg, I, I made eggplant Parmesan for the first time the other day. It's phenomenal. 
I'm just it's it's and it's not you know it's like just hey I'm in my early forties and not eat as much meat you know so I'm I'm making more vegetarian dishes and let me tell you they're pretty good so well there you go right, Par- well, and I love that, that kind of parmesan so. That is the show. Thank you, Rory Zacker, for jumping in with hey, us. Hey, anytime, boys. I love being on this show. It's it's good to see your faces. Yeah. Even though me and him will live in the same town, we never see each other because he's always too busy. And Don, you're in Vegas, so you know. It's and it's and we're in a pandemic. We're pandemic, still in a Rory. pandemic. God, you sound like my fucking mom, <laughs> dude. Like. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to two white guys holding court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.